Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. And welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Sydney, we are in the dregs of TV uh, right now. It is, things are hard out there. That's true. That's true, Justin. I, you know, I wasn't as much of a TV watcher until we got married. Yeah, I know. And, and now I know that summer is a rough time for the J-Man. Summer's a rough time for us out here. You know, it's ironic, I think, the the only three shows that we really like that are on right now, Unreal, Bachelor, at and uh, are you the one? Just like different permutations of the same formula. And there, that's we just admitted that and put that out there. There, that's all we like right now. Yeah, you thought I was smart. Sorry. Guess what? Listen, smart, <laughs> it's a trick. smart people need a break too, all right? And Unreal is smart-ish. It's, I f- it's a little guilty pleasure, it's a though, little right? Bit, yeah. all, all, all of it is kind of a guilty pleasure. Yeah, for I sure. Think. That's fair to say. Uh, you know what I meant? Miss, I want to watch, since we got downtime, um, I was thinking about this. I want to watch the OC. We've already watched the OC. I want to watch the OC again. Go back from the beginning. I don't well, California, I, here we go. I mean, I feel you, but I don't think we have time for that right now. Uh, I want to do it right now. No. I, why? No, I hate to salt your game, but we kind of got a podcast to do. Uh, salt. Okay, salt my game. You're throwing OC lingo at me. As you're telling me that I'm not allowed to watch the OC. You can't just say, you're not allowed to watch the OC, and now also I'm going to say salt my uh, salt my game, the the number one thing that would make me want to watch OC. Can I ask, is there anywhere else in the world where salt my game exists other than in the in the OC universe? I mean... Is that a thing? Like, has, I had never heard that before the OC. I've never heard it outside of the OC except for us and our family referencing the OC. Yes. When you and me and Griffin and Rachel talk about salting each other's games... That's it. That's it. That's pretty much it. I don't know, but uh, I I don't want to salt the game if whoever started saying salt my game. Man, <laughs> it's a very good phrase, though. Very evocative, too. Very evocative. It's also appropriate. Speaking of salt. Speaking of salt. I thought we should talk about salt. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of salt. The cool thing about be, being married to a doctor, a lot of times she'll tell me about things that aren't healthy for me. And then I was like, everybody seems really up in arms and salt. And Sydney's always just like, go hog wild, J-Man. No, well, no, I hold on. Basically. I didn't say that. No, but like, I think everybody's always been aware that there's an aspect of salt that has something to do with medicine, that some people eat too much or that you shouldn't eat this. Or I mean, that's always one of the first things people tell me like, well, I don't salt my food. Uh, but there's also this new concept of salt I see more frequently where like salt, especially certain kinds of salt is this healthy 
secret cure. Minerals, a lot of minerals yeah, in there, maybe. That yeah. people that we've been keeping from people. So I thought we could kind of trace the medical roots of salt. And uh, there are a lot of people who have suggested uh, salt or the salt cousins, the salt family, the, the, the pantheon of salts. Uh, Seneca, Robert, Rachel, Lauren, Janine, Jennifer, Brandon, and Erica all suggested this topic. So first of all, uh, the use of salt for medicine dates back to ancient times. Now, what's salt? I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> normally we start that way, so we don't need to do that. I Salt guess. is sodium chloride. Got it. N-A- N-A-C-L. Got it. That's how it's abbreviated, sodium chloride. That's it. That's salt. Now, there are lots of uh, permutations of that. There are lots of different places you could get salt or like processed salt, but that's salt. And now let me say this. There are also salts of different things, potassium salts or magnesium salts. That's not usually what we're talking about when we just use the word salt. You know, if somebody says pass the salt, they don't mean pass me the potassium salt. (laughs) (laughs) Usually. (laughs) They usually usually doesn't mean like table salt. Uh, If you're, if you have a weird uncle, uh, Mr. Wizard, who's over for Thanksgiving, if your uncle is Mr. Wizard and he's over for Thanksgiving, he might do that, but that's about it. Uh, Or he might say like, pass me the knackle. We'll say that sometimes. Do you I say work. that sometimes? The right? Well, you, I don't say pass me the knackle. Like, I'll say, very, like, let's give him some knackle. You got a very puckish look on your face as if that's very bad. <laughs> no, it's funny. It's yeah. a joke. It's it, a joke about sodium chloride. <laughs> okay, well, we'll talk about what jokes are later, but first let's talk about salt. <laughs> In ancient Egyptian medicine, salt was advised uh, for disinfection. There was a thought, a thought that salt could kill, well... I was going to say that salt could kill bacteria, but we didn't We didn't know that. Although we do think that eventually. Um, we didn't know anything about bacteria. We just thought that salt cleaned wounds. Okay. So so it was used for disinfection. Uh, you could use it as an ointment or a suppository or a liquid. There were recipes, so to speak, for all of these things. Uh, there's one papyrus that advises using it for a chest wound specifically, uh, that you could put a bunch of salt on a chest wound and that it would sounds, dry it out. Sounds and, very, very unpleasant. <laughs> I think if you already have a chest wound, I don't mm-hmm. know how much worse it could get. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Ebers papyrus specifically, they advise that it's a way to, again, fight infection as well as uh, used as a laxative. Is it a laxative? I mean, if you eat Epsom salts, it will work. It's going down. Yeah. I am not telling you to eat Epsom salts. There are other ways to make you poop. But, Less salty ways. But it, I mean, there there are um, there is a an aspect to it where you could use it that way. Okay. Yeah. So that's not entirely off base. Um, if you wanted to use it as a laxative, one recommendation, one recipe that you could use uh, was for a suppository that was made of honey, vegetable seeds, and sea salt. You just shove that on up there. It sounds like a, a, a Kashi brand snack. <laughs> it sounds like something I find in the aisle of the grocery store that's not meant for me. Is there like a recipe for one of those bars where they're just made of like three, like Lara bars? Is that what they are? They're just made of like three ingredients? Yeah. I, I'm not sure if that's, yeah, I know what you're talking about though. Um, uh, they, there's another in the, in the Ebers papyrus I mentioned for anal infections. Anal infections, you can make a suppository out of incense, vegetable seeds, fat, oil, and ocean salt. I'm assuming the incense is just because location, 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 location. If you're you're getting in there anyway, why not freshen things up a bit? (laughs) Um, Other uses uh, that are mentioned, uh, callous skin, uh, epidemic diseases. So, you know, all all of 
those diseases yeah uh to to stop bleeding um an ointment for your eyes if you're having any eye ailments and you could make a suppository out of salt and and, uh insert it into your vagina to make childbirth go faster hey welcome to earth baby here's some salt (laughs) also as long as we're talking about things that can be painful and ways to make them worse how about i'm in labor and then you just stuck a salt suppository in my vagina yeah um, no thanks. I thought suppositories, pardon my my ignorance, but uh, I thought suppositories were just for the butt. Generally, when we use the word suppository, we mean up the butt. Mm-hmm. You know, medically speaking, up the butt. Medically speaking, we're going to put this up the butt. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you could, I guess a suppository being something that is inserted, being... But not a pill. I mean, if you're saying a vaginal suppository. Okay. Got it. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. I, you, but you're right. I would never say suppository and think anyone would assume anything other than up the butt. Up the butt. Yes, exactly. Um, in Greek medicine, salt was thought to be, a, first of all, a necessary part of the diet. So in, you know, a lot of Greek medicine revolved around eating a healthy diet and exercising and like lifestyle kind of things as part of like your health and well-being Mm -hmm. salt was a necessary part of that so in that sense it was already medicinal like you have to eat enough salt because you won't be healthy if you don't Mm -hmm. uh hippocrates specifically advised it as an expectorant yeah you know break up and bring up mucus and stuff um it was also used as an emetic you remember what that Uh, means throw up yep make you puke i mean that's that's one to one. Either that bye boy works or it don't. Like you would know that pretty quick, right? That's true. I think if you one recipe was if you mix together salt water and vinegar and drink it, you're gonna puke. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So there you I, go. That's the only thing you can trust old time people on is emetics. That's the one <laughs> thing where it's like, okay, you guys, you're right about that. Now, like, that's not a particularly narrow category, <laughs> I I think. There's a lot of stuff where it's like, hey, swallow this. Let's see. This is for science. Come on. Let's see if uh, you puke. Gregorius, come over here and Swallow this. Let's see if you hurl. Stevonius, drink ah, this. That, that's that's a plus two on the blow chunk scale. Yeah, definitely good. Good <laughs> emetic, everybody. We found another great medicine. Um, for your spleen, uh, salt could also be helpful. You would want to take one third seawater, two thirds cow milk, mix that together, drink it in the morning on an empty stomach. You got no splenic problems, no spleeny problems after that. Uh, for skin ulcers, a recipe of salt and honey was recommended. Um, if you have freckles, which I would not consider a medical condition. No, no. No. Uh, but if you do and you want to treat them and you're in ancient Greece, they may tell you to rub salt water all over your freckles. Um, it just exfoliate. You're not going to get rid of those, those yeah, lovely freckles. That's not going to do anything. That, right? No. 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 Why would you want to anyway? Well, and they're in, adorable. In that an, lovely little splash of cinnamon across your cheeks. In ancient times, they were called God's paint, paint splatters, God's tiny mistakes. They were called. No, they weren't. That's, that's yeah, well, agree to disagree. No, they weren't. Don't get rid of your freckles. I've always been envious. Okay. If I could have freckles, I would. All right. But well, I don't think that's something you can wish for. I'll keep mine. It's a deal. Uh, you could also, it was also recommended that you could vaporize, like inhale salt water. Heck yeah. Breathe in salt water. Vape it. Cotton. <laughs> Cotton. Hey guys, what's up? It's Gmod. Got a new one in. This is just salt. <laughs> just salt mixed with water. Here we go. Blaze it. <laughs> Cotton. <laughs> what? I don't remember the, it doesn't matter. You're saying the cotton thing again. 
Yeah, this is a vape. Vape, that's a vape thing. Vape slang. I remember that, and I've, I've instantly forgotten why it was a vape slang. It's it's honestly, I'm not even sure it's vape slang. It's vape slang that uh, Griffin and I use because there's this 12 year old kid that vapes huge mods on Vine. Ah, and blows okay, big gotcha. clouds that look like gotcha. Okay, I th- all right, I understand yeah, this. Okay, all right. Cotton. <laughs> the Romans used it for puking as well. Uh, they especially salty vinegar. It was also helpful against um, calluses. So if, especially if it's a rotting callus, if you have a rotting callus, that's a bad, that's a bad scene. Get man. some salt on there. Yeah. Um, if you have a dog bite or any other poisonous animal, but just pour some salt on it. If you're bleeding, pour some salt on it. If you, uh, need a gargle, you do that, uh, kill some leeches with it. Okay, sure. Here's the, here's if you the thing need about, to get rid of a scab or a crust, salt. I have used it as a gargle. Am I like an old timey idiot now? Uh, no. For, like, throat thing? If I have, like, throat blisters? We're kind of going to get to that. Okay, good. Okay. Oh, yeah. no. You're yeah. disappointed in me. I'm not. More than usual. Not. You are not alone in that. And do you know how many doctors... Do you know how... I don't want to blow up any, any spots too much. You don't want to salt anyone's game. I don't want to salt anyone's game. <laughs> um, it's interesting. You see, we've talked about Avicenna uh, before the physician who who got a lot more things right than his contemporaries, he wrote about the importance of salt, specifically iodine content of salt uh, for the human body and for health without understanding exactly why he was completely right. Again, we'll talk a little bit more about salt and iodine. In the Middle Ages, um, in addition to the continuing... I mean, that's the thing. We, at some point, figured out that salt was good for puking, and that is the theme. Also, salt is good for making you poop in certain forms. So... It continues to be like, and also everybody's got salt. And if you haven't pooped in a while, or if you haven't puked in a while, let's just put some, let's try some salt first because you got that already. Yeah, um, you could try powdering and roasting your salt, and that was said to have a pain killing effect. Like you, I mean, I guess I'm you not sure. Eat that it, would, and it makes your pain go away. I'd be interested to see if that actually changes the. Like how much cooking you'd have to do to change the chemical makeup of salt? Because I I don't I don't feel like I've ever seen salt get toasted. I have a, yeah I have a hard time seeing thinking that that actually does anything. Yeah, but that's I don't know. I mean, if you're talking about like flaked salt, I don't know if it would change the look of it or something. But when you're talking about like salt granules, you know how like some yeah, yeah, yeah. some of the big clumps of salt is more like a flake of salt. Yeah, I don't know if that would change it more. Um, uh, rock salt was thought to be a good remedy against fever. Uh, but in general, while we still thought that salt was a good way to um, fight off toxins uh, and, you know, infections and make you puke and all that stuff, there was already this beginning, like emerging thought that maybe there is so much as so much thing as too much salt. People of this time period and like uh, most ancient time periods, and you could argue today, uh, seem... Um, Sometimes suspicious of anything you can indulge in, anything you can indulge or or overindulge in. Exactly. Yes. Uh, moderation mm-hmm. gets to be a theme, and that's why uh, you find there was the school of Salerno, which was a medical school that we've we've talked about before. One of the first big kind of like centers of ivory towers of academic medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and they created this book called The Art of Staying Healthy that they actually gave to the Crusaders to read to help them stay healthy. Um, 
And it, in it is the note that too salty food diminishes semen and eyesight. Salt burns, makes one fretful, shabby, scabby, and wrinkly. Fretful, shabby, scabby, and wrinkly. Well, that's the last thing I want. That's what little boys are made of. I no. don't know. How does that go? <laughs> I don't want them out there crusading. I want to stay on my, on my uh, you know, top peak performance. There you go. So we already have this kind of idea that maybe too much salt is bad for you. We've talked about Paracelsus before, Par- old, old Paracelsus Bombastus. Bombastus is mm-hmm. what I, that's what I like to call him. That's a better name. Yeah, because we're close. Um, he <laughs> talked about how important salt was, saying the human being must have salt. He cannot be without salt. He was right. Yeah. It's, I feel like my cousin Joe wrote that. Why? <laughs> I just love salt. Just love salt? He dumps salt all over everything. It sounds like something you'd read in like uh, uh, like a cross-stitch sampler in the home <laughs> of someone who likes salt just a little bit too much. Like they have it hanging up in their kitchen. It's like like some people have that about coffee. It's like, okay, I'm glad you like salt, but like I, a cross-stitch sampler, really? I had this neighbor who did that, um, Mr. Morton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you like that one? Yeah, that's two great jokes <laughs> already. The knackle thing and now this. What am I even doing here? Uh, for those who don't know, Morton's is a kind of salt. Oh, man, now you're explaining <laughs> the jokes? This just keeps getting funnier. <laughs> I'm so good at this comedy thing now. Yeah, you're killing it right now. So it's he, like I'm married to Carrot Top. He advised it for constipation, uses a diuretic against skin wounds, and also worms. Uh, there's another book, as long as we're talking about different books, uh, opposed to The Art of Staying Healthy, there was The Dirty Pharmacy, which was yeah. written by Paulini in 1734, which I think we've referenced before. It had a I'm, lot of super gross treatments for things. I'm pretty sure it's it's a Macklemore album, too. <laughs> Be riffraff. <laughs> the dirty pharmacy. They have one um, treatment, cure, recipe. I don't know, dare maybe, <laughs> uh, where you mix uh, fresh, not old, fresh black cow manure, beer vinegar, and half a knife's tip of salt. That's how you measure that half a knife's tip. Okay. And then you put that on your eyes if you're there red and watery. For. Wait a minute. If your eyes are red and watery. If your eyes are red and watery and you get so bothered by that, that how red, how watery, before I'm like, "Mm, I know what I need, fresh cow dookie beer vinegar and knife, a measure, a knife of something in my eyes because these are so red and watery. What? You are desperate. That's really tomorrow red, Tomorrow is picture huh? day. So that's what it is, right? I've oh. got to get my employee ID shot tomorrow. I'm not going to be stuck with this picture for now, five years. Is you're on your way home and you don't want your parents to know what you've been doing. Yeah. You don't know you've okay. been, you know. All right, a little blaze smoking insurance. Smoking a doobie. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> uh, in the 19th century, we expand like the uses of salt. You see it used for all kinds of, again, the same kind of things, worms and, and pooping and whatnot, but also for um, goiters and uh, dysentery and dropsy and epilepsy and syphilis. Uh, there were you, there were all kinds of recipes for ways to put it on rashes and swellings. Um, in ophthalmology, like in, in, uh, for eye diseases, they had all kinds of concoctions you could put on your cornea. Um, and there was uh, one specific recipe for an enema of salt that was supposed to work for patients who were seemingly dead, 
and apoplectic, <laughs> which I guess if you stuck enough salt up there, you might wake up somebody if they, if they are waking dead. up a bull. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, warts were treated with snail juice and salt. Ugh. And if you have a headache, you can just bathe your feet in salt and ash that, to nope. make that go away. Won't do anything. Um, I want to get into some of the some of the specific kinds of salt and what we use salt for. Good. Me too. Justin. Yes. Um, but before I do that, I'm really going to need you to follow me to the billing department. Oh, let's go. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got in two minutes? I mean, filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Okay, so Sydney, you were going to tell us about some medicinal uh, uses of salt. That's right. So or medicinal salt, more specifically. Right. So th- you may have heard uh, 
more recently, that there are all kinds of special salts that can help you with all kinds of medical problems. Pink salt, Um, pink Himalaya salt. Exactly. It's good for you. So the idea is that, and you may know this, table salt is processed, right? Right. It's like harvested. There's like the big blocks of salt. And then you grind it down to like the little granules of salt. And then you clean it and uh, there's there's anti-caking agents added to it which keep it from like clumping together in your shaker um, and they add the iodine back into it uh, so that and iodine is important by the way why did I add iodine to your salt do you know this Justin I don't because it prevents thyroid disease but why in the salt so that you get enough in your diet a lot of us don't eat enough of the foods that contain iodine Mm. And salt was a great way when they, they figured that out. It was a great way just to put the iodine back in the salt that we eat. We eat plenty of salt, so we'll get plenty of iodine and it prevents thyroid disease. Well, I mean, you need enough to prevent thyroid disease. Huh. So, uh, so that's where that comes from. So that's like actually a really helpful thing because it's just iodine is not in a lot of foods and we don't eat a lot of the foods that iodine occurs in. So there you go. Perfect. So that's, a, that's a helpful thing. It's a good thing. The iodine isn't in there for like some nefarious purpose. It's to keep you from getting sick. Um, as with all things, n- the idea that some salts are more natural or less processed is assumed to be better. Yeah, and I think it's that's a popular fallacy, the nature fallacy. Exactly. I think that's where that comes from. Um, to be fair, even these some of these salts I'm going to mention, like they are processed. You know they're processed if they're coming in a shaker or like a bottle or something other than a giant block that is connected to a cave. <laughs> It has been processed. It's been ground in some fashion. Uh, just, I don't know if it's, if, if we say that it was hand ground or stone ground, I don't know if that gives us like this better image. Give me of it. some examples of uh, uh, what you're talking about. So, so let me tell you about a few before we get to the, the biggie that you've already mentioned. So first of all, dead sea salt is something that you will see for available for purchase. Uh, the idea of dead sea salt is first of all, that it comes from the dead sea. Sure. And that sounds very, very famous, very famous salt, very spooky, very mysterious. Uh, it has, you'll see that it's listed. It has 21 minerals. Mm. The idea is that table salt has been so processed that it's just got like the knackle. It's just sodium chloride. And that you get these more natural salts that are like basically almost like, you know, you get the salt out of the ocean and dry it out and then you get the salt. And so you've got all these other kind of minerals stuck to it. Um, There are 21 in dead sea salt. So that is, you know, that number is supposed to make you think, well, now I'm in business. I got 21 minerals. Minerals I crave. It's very popular for skin conditions. They'll tell you that you need to use it for stress, for um, any kind of like a rheumatoid arthritis or or other painful conditions for your joints that soaking Mm -hmm. in tubs of dead sea salt is going to make that all go away. It's also said that it will slow the aging process. Mm. Um, mm, mm, mm. I'm, I'm not very, very suspicious of anything that claims that. Uh, you may, you may not have heard of using dead sea salt in these ways, but you've probably heard of Epsom salts. Sure. Yeah. Um, Epsom salts are named for a spring in Epsom, Surrey in England. Uh, and it, originally it was, again, taking the water from the spring and actually drying it out until you just have the condensed salt, you know, again, the idea there are more minerals in it. Um, and it is in fact, like more of a magnesium salt, Okay, you know, than uh, it's magnesium salt as opposed to the table salt. Um, it is touted to reduce the risk of strokes and heart attacks and diabetes and hypertension as well as detoxify your body and then you'll also hear people just told to like soak in it for pain right yeah soak in an epsom salts bath yeah that's the thing unfortunately 
Unfortunately, other than the fact that, as I mentioned before, if you eat it, it will make you poop. Uh, there's not really any evidence that I can find for this. Um, if studies Anything are being done, results? they're not being published in peer-reviewed journals. Nothing? Let me say that. So again, and that does not mean that somebody somewhere didn't do like a study amongst their friends and neighbors and publish it in their like, you know, hand printed newspaper that they make out of their garage. I don't know. What I'm saying is that in peer reviewed journals, nice studies about the, you know, efficacy of Epsom salts. Nope. Oh, man. Nope, 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 nope. That doesn't stop, though. Um, It's not just you, Justin. Doctors tell people to do this frequently. And let me say this. I don't think soaking an Eps- in an Epsom salt bath will hurt you in any way. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But the idea that like your body is going to osmose all of these minerals, it doesn't make Just a lot of sense. Water, huh? No, it doesn't make a lot of sense, or at least not enough to affect your body in the ways that they're saying it's going to. But if it feels nice, you know, yeah. go for it. Um, there's Aztec artisanal sea salt. Whoa, that sounds really good Doesn't and that very sound healthy. So fancy. It's harvested over this very specific 45 day period and it's very flavorful. It has 80 minerals, much higher moisture way, content, way more minerals than dead sea salt. And it is touted to improve athletic performance. Great. Great. They should make Gatorade with that. Uh, there is dendritic sea salt, which the main way you see this used is with essential oils. So as long as you're, you know, going all in. Yeah, in for a penny, in for a pound, I guess. Yeah, get some dendritic sea salt. Uh, But what everybody wants to know about is Himalayan pink sea salt. Right. Because Himalayan pink sea salt is, I think, the newest, coolest uh, of the salts. It is very strong. I will say that, first of all. It's very hard to use in cooking because I have no idea how much to use. It is. It is a stronger flavor, and that is one of the things that that I will say I will give them is you need less, you know, so you're getting less sodium per serving of Himalayan sea salt or any of the flaked or rock salts than you are with table salt. You know what I'm saying? So if you're trying to watch your sodium intake, you can use less, get flavor. Same idea. Um, Beyond that though, it gets a little rocky. So Himalayan pink sea salt is said to have all 84 minerals that your body needs. So it tops out the mineral chart. That's so many minerals. Sydney, I'm so already minerals. so excited about it. Um, it is mined specifically from the Karoo salt mine in Pakistan. There is actually an asthma clinic in the salt mine. And let me tell you this, all of this other stuff aside, please look at some pictures of this salt mine. It is beautiful. It is yeah. amazing. And now I want to go there and visit it. Okay. Not because I think I'm going to be healthier, but just because it's really beautiful. Um, now, on on a side note, there was some very concerning things that I read about the condition for miners in these Himalayan salt mines. That does not these, surprise me. In these Pakistan salt mines where they get the Himalayan pink sea salt. So uh, I would think about that before you get all excited about your fancy salt. Um but it is touted for skin, sleep, weight loss. That's why so many people are into it. Asthma, concentration. It's pink, by the way, because of iron oxide. It gives us its color. Uh, oh, okay. That's why it's pink, in case you wondered. Um, again, the idea is, is that, that it's rust, more... right? Yeah, same yeah. idea. Uh, the idea is that it's more natural. You will read um, all kinds of benefits from it, that it increases your hydration, that it creates an electrolyte balance and regulates the inside and outside of your cells and balances your pH, and it's good for acid reflux in your bones and your blood pressure, and it prevents goiters and improves circulation and helps the intestines and detoxifies and on and on and on. You will read countless claims. All true. And they say... Twist. Sawbones (laughs) twist. Himalayan sea salt does all of it. 
In addition to that, all the way, also it will increase your sex drive, reduce the signs of aging, and detoxify your body from heavy metals. So the thing is, a lot of these sites that I read about Himalayan pink sea salt say that there are double-blind studies to support this. Again, if they are in peer-reviewed journals, I cannot find them. So I do not know where these studies exist. Um, I do not think there's any support for these claims, as far as I can tell. If there are, again, I am saying if there are studies, they're not in peer-reviewed journals. Um, it, there are also those uh, Himalayan pink sea salt lamps. You've probably seen those, like a big block of salt, and then there's a light inside it. Yeah. Uh, those have a ton of health claims as well. The idea is that they re- release these like negative ions into the room, and that they're going right, to give you more ions. energy yeah. and improve your your attitude and help you with all kinds of chronic health conditions and pain or whatever. Um, so if you didn't want to like eat salt or bathe in the salt, you could just put a salt lamp in your room and get all the benefits. It, I think it's a pretty good rule that if something says, it, once you read the word detoxify, like something detoxes you or detoxifies your body, like that's probably the time to walk away. Exactly. You have, I mean, you got a liver. Is is doing fine. Our bodies are really good at detoxifying us. Otherwise, we'd all be dead. Um, I would say the practical upshoot is this. Salt is salt. Uh, there are other minerals in those salts. Like they've done gas, you know, spectrometry to look like how, how much, you know, what, what, are, what minerals are in there and how much. They're in there. But they're in such trace amounts that they're not going to do anything. And that's probably a good thing because there are things like uranium and polonium and thallium, like radioactive things and things that are known poisons that are in there. Like if you analyze all the minerals that are in Himalayan pink sea salt, there are some bad ones that you don't want in your body. That makes you feel so cool and tough now. (laughs) But the thing is, that's okay. And this is not me saying, so don't use it. No, because there's so little of it, it it doesn't matter. So it's none of those minerals are really going to affect you one way or another. And you get plenty of the trace minerals you need. They're called the trace minerals for a reason. You need traces. We get plenty. You don't need to eat Himalayan pink sea salt to get them. If you like the flavor, go for it. But if you're doing it for health benefits... Salt is salt is salt. Mm-hmm. Um, you need, just for your info, a lot of people want to know, like, how much salt do you need? Is there such thing as too much salt? There is. There have been a lot of big, giant studies to try to figure out the exact amount of salt we need. Um, over five grams a day is is not a good idea, we think, in general. Under three grams a day, we also have concerns about negative effects from that. So probably somewhere between three and five grams a day for most people is the right target amount. Now, that being said... If you have certain health conditions, cardiovascular diseases and, and uh, congestive heart failure, cirrhosis or hypertension, your doctor may limit you much more than that. So if you do have health conditions, you really need to talk to your doctor about that. Again, you need iodine for your thyroid. And there are lots of other places where we use salt in medicine. You know, we use sodium chloride and IV fluids. We use it to irrigate like our noses and our eyes, um, you know, with saline. I don't know that you need to use it to gargle. I don't know that you need to use it. Um, any of those other, I, I think that those are kind of like folk wisdom things. And again, if your throat feels better after you gargle with salt water, then you gargle with salt water because that's not going to hurt you, but you can use table salt. That's fine. Okay. But not pink Himalayan sea salt. If it really, if you really love that flavor and it's worth it to you to pay that much for it, um, I think that's fine. But again, if you're doing it for the health benefits, then you're no better off than any other salt. Except for Epsom salt, which of course will make you poop if you eat it. So be careful. It's really just, just, 
Handle with care, okay? Uh, Folks, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to our program again. Uh, If you weren't aware, we have a a P.O. Box here, uh, P.O. Box 54, Huntington, West Virginia, 25706, if you want to send us some stuff. Just want to say a few quick thank yous. Thanks for the book to Jillian and Alex. Uh, thanks for the medical leaflets. Very cool from Edie. Elizabeth gave us Ebola. Oops. No, just a stuffed one. No, a cute stuffed Ebola. Yeah, we met Elizabeth in uh, Cincinnati at the Night Vale show. It was, it was really fun. Uh, and she was nice. Uh, Abby sent us some beautiful calligraphy for Charlie. Thank you. Erica sent us candles themed around a bunch of different McElroy shows uh, that are that smell amazing. Uh, the Salmon's one is honey, of course, which is perfect. The still buffering one smells like leather, and it is it's delicious. Choice. It's yeah. so choice. Uh, Matt sent us some delicious chocolates and Jess sent us a bunch of Australian treats. So thank you so much to everybody for, uh, for sending that stuff along again. If you want to send us something, PO box 54, Huntington, Virginia, 25706, 25706. Don't feel like you, uh, you know, don't feel like you have to, it's not like a big deal, but you know, if you want to so postcards, wedding invites, whatever, uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, you can also get in touch with us at uh, sawbones at maximumfun.org if you want to suggest a show. Uh, that is the best way to do it. We're on Twitter, too. I'm at Justin McElroy, and she's at Sydney McElroy, S-Y-D-N-E-E. We're on the Maximum Fun Network, and there's a ton of other uh, great shows that you can go enjoy. And in fact, I dare say it should enjoy. I'd like to recommend one. Schmanners is a show my brother Travis hosts with uh, his wife, Teresa, who's sort of an etiquette expert. And uh, they tell you how to like navigate a bunch of different life situations. They have episodes on on funerals, on theater, on... Uh, uh, on weddings. On weddings. It's great. And you can find that on iTunes or at MaximumFun.org where you can find all of our different programs. It's, if you like our show, I think you'd really like that show. It's a yeah. nice, nice kind of fit. Yeah. Very, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's very complimentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 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 thanks to taxpayers, taxpayers for letting us use their song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. And uh, I think, is that it? And if you really like our show and you feel uh, compelled to review us on iTunes, we always appreciate that, too. That would be fantastic. Thank you so much for doing that uh, in advance. And thank you so much, of course, for listening. Uh, But until next week, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.